Oh, welcome to the 100th Monkey Radio with Tom and Ramon. It is June 15th, 2013. Wow, man, Ramon. Okay, we are halfway through this year, and I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it, it's a freaking whirlwind out there in the world, I'll tell you. There, are, there is so many things going on. Uh, I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and, you know, last week I talked about how I, a little bit about how I was sensing the energies and that I felt like there was uh, uh, energies were building and building. And it's like uh, stacking on top of each other, that cumulative effect of, of energy that's been coming in. And, uh, you know, during this last week, I honestly thought that there was the bubble was going to break somewhere, that something was going to happen on a, on a really uh, large scale that, it, but uh, surprise to, to my own surprise I have got nothing but more energy building on top of what I was already sensing and it, it just feels like something something could break any time now that's just the kind of the way I'm sensing it I don't know I, how, how, I, how are you feeling that stuff um, as far as like sensing energy I don't uh, at the moment I'm not feeling anything I mean, uh, a lot of it's ugly, but that ugliness is is waking people up, making getting people. Uh, how, how'd that guy go in uh, the movie Network? Uh, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> you know, hey, people are starting to get there. So, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, you know, oh, we're gonna we we're have, having a couple of. Minor difficulties with a, get a, keeping our guest online and keeping this Skype connection hooked up, but looks like I'm solid now. So uh, we started uh, talking just, about the NSA. So yeah. <laughs> so just to let you guys know who we've got on the show tonight. We've got seven with us tonight. Uh, if you guys have been listening to Truth Frequency for any length of time or to the Hundredth Monkey Radio, you will know who Seven is. Uh, Seven is deeply involved in universal transformation and currently resides in Costa Rica. He possesses an atypical background that has led him to developing the resistance, exemplifying strength and infinite possibility of a person's creative spirit by not just giving opinions but setting the example. The example being one who was yesterday and is today is nothing similar to what one can be tomorrow. He has been a computer engineer, a gang member, a pastor, a CEO, a prisoner, an enlightener, telemarketer, clothes designer, convenience store clerk, promoter, inventor, cypherist, and many other rare and sometimes controversial positions to arise as a quickener that can relate to people from all walks of life. Uh, Seven is currently working in Costa Rica, developing a community and virtual institute with a primary focus of neo-universalism, finding the common integers of all species in order to learn how to build bridges to a balanced mind, body, and soul. Now, if you guys want to check out his website while we are chatting tonight, you can go to www.resistance2010.com. And we are still trying to get hooked up with him. And, uh, boy. Uh, so, what else has been going on while we're trying to connect, Ramon? Hello? Ramon? Did I lose you, too? 
No, no, my mic was <laughs> muted. <laughs> I'm here talking to a muted mic. Um, it's, so, you, you know, I, I have to say that there is, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get news these days because you can't, you know, I guess when we were growing up, you just listened to the news and either A, they were telling more of the truth or we just didn't know any better. But now we know better, so it's like, it's kind of hard to get news because these uh, major networks and even the, um, sometimes, you know, you get false things and you don't know it's false till later. Um, so, but the, um, oh, seven, is that you? Yeah. Oh, yay. yay Connected. Yay. So I've already got... ran through the intro and everything, Seven. And man, you are an amazing guy. I just talked you up like you would not believe. Oh, man, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was actually um, on the line listening to you for a minute. And then we just had, I guess it was like a dropout for a minute. So I was just checking the sound to make sure that we were all ready to go. Yeah, I think we're good. So uh, finally, uh, good old Skype right. <laughs> likes, likes so, to uh, bounce around once in a while. Well, exactly. in the beginning of the show, I started mentioning the NSA, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> and then my phone call stopped. <laughs> they had to start the recorder. They, oh, shouldn't we be late? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Seven, man, it's been a while since we talked with you. Let's see, what was it? What uh, August of last year, I think it was. Yeah, quite some time. Um, obviously, there's been major developments since then, but we've been moving and uh, I, yeah, I had sent out a request to to get on because obviously you guys are continuously progressing. So I would like to just come in and share what has been gained, and you know, just uh, share with the brothers. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So what has been going on? What's uh, I mean, the, a year's a long time in this world nowadays. I mean, time is is like uh, man, it's going fast. It's warp speed. And you, I mean, who are you telling? Like, even every day I experience how fast time is moving based on just how much time I have to, to really get things prepared. And especially with these shows, you know, like every time you turn around, it's another show and you're just trying to really get your content together and things so that way you can, uh, you know, take care of it. But, um, yeah, I've just been noticing just these days that there's, a, there's two levels of knowledge uh, really um, segueing just the industry of uh, spiritual expansion. And that's mainly synthetic knowledge, which is basically so close to the truth it even can pass off as the truth. And then there's the, the organic knowledge, which is basically what's always been going on with our spiritual expansion. Um, I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to need to, because uh, I'm catching a little bit of reverb, I just, I'm going to need to uh, switch out. Okay, yeah, we're getting a, l a little bit of a popping and clicking off of you, too, so. Oh, yeah? Okay, so let me see if uh, if we can make a couple adjustments here in the studio. I do apologize. Let me see here. Okay, no problem. Okay, so I'll play some elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> while, while he's taking care of that, Ramon, uh, man, so uh, I haven't really followed the news at all this last week. Uh, I've been... I've been uh, well, busy as shit at work, but besides that, uh, my mind's been just like, I don't know, I've been really, really contemplating the whole uh, higher self and and those guides and how they are interacting with us, and, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's a frustration thing coming up in me again or not. But, Tell me about it. But the way things are, well, I'm just talking my own personal life here. Uh, you know, there there seems to be, uh, I don't know if it, it this goes back to that whole energy building type thing or not, but uh, I seem to be like uh, treading water, so to say, not really moving forward and not going backwards, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know frustrating and well, and i've been doing my damnedest you know, to you know put in those meditations and find those spots and and you know work on my communication skills and and uh, I'm, I'm just it, not getting anything yeah it doesn't it feel like some days like when you go to meditate it's like it feels like the first time like you're an unexperienced meditator <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and you say, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't know how to do this anymore. Um, you, okay, you know, guys, if you if you give me like just a couple more minutes, I'm about to knock this thing out of the park. You already know I'm trained to go. I'm just trying to, <laughs> you know, this whole thing, I, I tell you, when we get ready to launch off the launch pad, there's always us having to check the systems. It's like a plane flight. You always got to check the tires and check the elevation, et cetera. And then, you know, you get a chance to take off. So, you know, I, I would love to do that before the show. But it just never works out like that. I think that's keep that's what keeps it grassroots. <laughs> no problem, Shavin. Uh, yeah, gotta love live radio, right? Oh yeah, man. Especially the feeling when you get when it goes live. I just work to transcend that character because obviously I'm I'm always doing shows over here, and um and the more it seems like the more equipment that you purchase to get things in a better condition, the more technical support you need to do. And uh, I, I probably like I'm a part of technical support. I can imagine David Ike. I was laughing the other day. I was like, I can imagine David Ike or, or um, Jordan Maxwell behind the switcher, which is obviously, you know, some of this technical equipment that you have to use to even broadcast. And then from that point, just going to hit the gym because, you know, we're into these explosive workouts and then going in late at night and hitting up the esoteria and then, you know, to see, you know, what's really going on in the world. And that's really kind of the tune of what's going on here. I feel like there's um more or less a new breed of, uh, of individuals coming in and, and, and actually delivering this massive message. And the message is getting more massive. Obviously, many of us need to be updated. I'm a teacher that loves to be taught. Obviously, we're, uh, we're expanding into the great arcanum. That's really all of our desires is to, to actually tap into the energy of, uh, of uh, limitlessness and, right. um, or the limitless energy. And that's something I can actually deliver to people. I can tell them exactly how they get themselves tapped into that. And I can also explain a lot of the stuff that's been going on as far as, uh, you know, at least for the last six, 7,000 years with the, the major stumbling block uh, within our knowledge or the break in the chain um, or the, even the, the pushing down of the ladder. And so um, I'm, let, me, um, let me just do something here really briefly and bring up my notes. Obviously, I have a show also tomorrow, so this is going to be more or less, uh, I won't even say a warm-up, but <laughs> in, in many tenses, just the potency of, of the message in itself has to be reiterated quite a few times before it's actually grasped, right. even for myself. Right. And, um, but, you know, just before we even start, I know there's, there's definitely a lot of things going on in the world. Obviously, they have a new puppet in Iran. And, uh, you know, the whole game is just basically like, hey, look, there's a fire over here. And then we run over there. And then, you know, hey, look, it's a fire over here. And then we run over there. And, oh, look, it's prism. Oh, look, it's this. And then, you know, it really has us like um, this group of lemmings that every time there's a direction to run in, we go in that direction. And then and I'm not saying just uh, 
everyone on this line or people on this line because some people may take it personal. That's not what I'm doing. I'm talking about the masses, which is right. still moving the collective consciousness of this planet. Man, and I, um, I started to figure out some deeper levels of the mathematics behind uh, how many people that are conscious or that you can expect to be conscious on the planet at one time until you go into higher levels of extension uh, for the whole planet. And that's gen genuinely based on how, what percentage of the brain the overall population is using. Right. So if you say, let's say, f uh, 3 to 5% or 5 to 7%, then that 5 to 7% is what you're going to find as far as how many individuals are actually conscious because that, that it really is what controls consciousness is your brain power, right? So well, it's just basically rever reverse engineering some of the numbers and, and actually seeing, well, how many, how many people should I expect to be conscious on some type of level where they can grasp any level of a spiritual message? And that's about 1 out of 20. But don't be surprised if that 1 out of 20 is, is basically into a religion, because right. that also rolls that into that rolls in the spirituality. Any person that's on a uh, on a pursuit of ethereal uh, of ethereal um, essences and, and ethereal expansion, which you can't see with your physical eyes, is generally a stretch for the state of consciousness that we found our, ourselves in on this planet. Um, but again, like man, I, I want you guys to say something, man. I need just two more minutes because I'm 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 locking down my notes here real quick, okay. and uh, and then we're going to get going with this. But obviously, I'm going to get into some heavy stuff. Um, well, I've been personally, other, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things I, I've been noticing is that um, even though a lot of our media is full of a lot of uh, false hopes and, and false information, at the same time, there is a lot of little um, gemstones stuck in, in the, excuse the word, in, in between the shit. If you need, oh. if you know how to read between the lines, you can see it, Ramon. Yeah. So, um, for example, yesterday I was watching um, the TV um a new uh, movie called um, Escape from Earth. And it was just showing how, from an alien's point of view, you know, they, they would come here in peace and then they would get locked in jail and, and forced to, like, work for um, building technology and stuff in, in the movie. And you see how the general was kind of like a megalomaniac. And that's not far stretched from the truth, you know, because... No, it, I feel like the alien, too. Yeah, it, it seems like everything we invent, it has to be turned into a weapon, you know. And if it can't be turned into a weapon, then we want nothing to do with it. So, um, you know, I'm finding that more and more. So at the same time, that shows to me, like, the level of, um, of consciousness that's growing because I think more and more people are putting it in slowly and not just hitting it all at once because, again, there's still, you know, Hollywood is still stuck with that whole thing of um, if it bleeds, it leads. So if we don't have any, you know, bleeding, then they say that nobody will listen to it. Yeah, Seven brought up a really good point about uh, the, the percentage of conscious, uh, of the potential consciousness on the planet and a lot of that being rolled into religions. And that just kind of brought to my mind that I guess that that makes our real task uh, kind of clear cut. It's reaching that that conscious population, uh, and in particular those that are folded within those religions, and getting them to look outside of the box a little bit and uh, really see what's going on instead of being led. Because I I, I feel like there's uh, the majority of those are uh, playing the game and following the leader. You know. So. For sure. I mean, following 
definitely the religious dogmas have everything to do with uh, the the defunctness of the spiritual condition of the individual these days. But of course, it it gets a lot more deeper. It gets all the way to the time where everyone knew about basically astral theology and our connection with the universe, and then all of a sudden that gets wiped out. Right. And if you look into every culture, you'll find they have a story of the Golden Age. And then you'll find generally, if you check back up on them, especially in recent times, something happened. Like if you go into the jungles of Mesoamerica and, or into, um, into the Aztec countries, etc., you'll find in their literature this idealism of a golden age and times in which they lived during that I mean, and things of that have happened when they lived during that time but then in the condition that you find them in no plumbing no uh no magnetics no able to move large stones basically been barely even able to make it you have to then come to the conclusion that okay something happened right and now this other the other ploy that's been going on is is basically comparing neanderthal and cro-magnon man as being the man that actually existed during that time and uh, actually, I, I got a kind of got a silence on the line. I'm not sure. Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. I oh, okay. That was just super clear. Okay, <laughs> I see somebody <laughs> muted. <laughs> but yeah, um, so so again, to to say that the Neanderthal man in the in the in the uh, in the Cro-Magnon man was any comparison to the men that were living during that times, also in other parts of the country, is very similar to comparing all the men in the world also with the, the Australian Bushman. This is nothing against Australian Bushman, but you have to realize that different types of men live on the planet simultaneously. Right. And just because you go and grab the one that doesn't seem to be that intelligent and then try to make that the benchmark in, in the, uh, the, the actual um, for all of archetype of all right. of us, it's, it's never going to be correct. So let, let us get into first there, because this is obviously a spiritual thing. That's the only place that we're going to find the solutions for our, issue, our issues that we're dealing with now. Uh, if we deal with things on the physical plane, then we'll only be getting the product of, of things that take place on a higher dimension. And so in many cases, that's hacked. And we're going to talk about that later on, which is what's going on with the moon and what they really did when they went up there, which people can't seem to put together these days, but I will put it together for them about what they did to the moon to make all of our urges and many of our senses actually go away. So first I want to start with the riddle because I, I've become a real big fan of riddles these days and cracking riddles, especially those that have been going on in our, in our reality for hundreds if not thousands of years. And one of those riddles is about, is about a place between heaven and earth. And this often puzzles people because there's supposed to be a location, as you see in the ancient texts, even of the, the more, the, uh, more current plagiarized texts such as the, the, um, the Greek texts, but also in the ancient times you, you find a location of, of a great deal of the entities and, and beings that were existing in Philip our, our, our myths and our, and our religions today, you find them being located there. So the first thing to do is to locate this place between heaven and earth. And obviously a person, especially on a physical level, would begin to look in the sky and start imagining if there could be something living in the clouds. Okay? Mm. But what's happening is, is that this is what happens when we lean on our external understanding of things. Or that would be, in fact, understanding because it never really gets you anywhere near the truth especially as an immortal being, you have to look into the inside or what we call the, the, microco the microcosm, the microcosmic version of the place between heaven and earth. And so where that is then, I'll get on with it, is heaven obviously is the spirit. Everyone can agree. Earth is obviously the body. 
So that leaves only one more primary conscious vehicle that we utilize every single day and that is very vivid, and that's the mind. So this place between heaven and earth is actually our mind. And that's why all of the tales and all the different entities and all this stuff is very subjective to who you're talking to, to whether they believe that exists, believe that exists or not. Because if it's not in their place between heaven and earth, i.e. their mind, then it's just not there for them. It doesn't exist for them. And also, especially for us that have been working on the spiritual path for a long time, we have to get used to working with ethereal results, I meaning not looking for results on a physical level, but definitely paying attention to what kind of ethereal occurrences happen when we're dealing in that field. Because every time we move over to working with things on a spiritual level, but then go back into looking for something immediately on the physical level, at times we'll miss it. And this is, um, and this is uh, how we'll start the message today. Mm, that's yeah, actually a good deal because that's one stumbling block that I'm dealing with right now too. Yeah, um, that, we that, have, that we all do. We got a break. We have a caller on the line. Um, I don't know. Already. Do we want to? Do we want to <laughs> wait or? Um, yeah, I think we should wait because yeah, you know this, okay. I could get I can get heavy duty in here, or I could get you know I could get on the sidetrack and start you know telling people what their dreams mean. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I had this dream. Yeah, let's, tell wait me what it means. The, let's wait till the second hour. Okay, okay, what are my what are my time brackets, by the way? Uh, uh, we're seven to nine, so. Okay, and uh, do and we have a break or? Yeah, <laughs> we're coming up on a break. I just uh, send you on Skype the uh, clock, so if you click okay, on that, sweet. you can see. So we have two minutes before our next break. Okay, I just wanted to know that that way I don't get into the massive stuff and then it'd be like to be continued. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so I guess for the next two minutes, I, I I would encourage people to take a breath and. Uh, Instead of, like I said, the, the meditation is like a weapon. So in every tense, we use it to actually cause an effect. So if a person has a projection of something that they would like to receive, it would be now the best time to breathe that in and to, to breathe it out. Because obviously, breath is a form of communication. Like I, you could tell when I go, <sighs> you could tell that I'm tired of dealing with the situation, right? So right. that was me yeah. just saying an entire thing on my breath. So of course, there's more of the negative things that you can say. So I encourage people to take that breath of feeling like, okay, I'm about to get the meat of this thing, uh, even though I'm a vegan. <laughs> and, uh, and that's going to really level me up because I level up all the time. It's a serious thing going on over here for us, and we're always benefiting off of this. But the only uh, sorrow that may ever enter is that other individuals haven't chose to, to, uh, to engage in themselves. And so this conversation will be about an individual and exactly how they are the universe. And it's going to prove it in such a way that it can't be denied. Mm. Just as I can prove that because you're made out of atoms, you already have an unlimited power, no matter what anyone tells you and no matter how they make you feel. But do okay, you have so access to Let's hold on to that thought. <laughs> Alright, you're listening to the 100th Monkey Radio Show. We'll, we'll be back. Oh, welcome back to the 100th Monkey Radio, guys, uh, with Tom and Ramon on the Truth Frequency Radio Network, and we have uh, Seven with us tonight. Uh, seven, man, that, yeah. that this whole thing about uh, uh, showing everybody that the, they are the universe and the universe is, is uh, inside, that's, that's really intriguing, very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to start first with to let everyone know where they are, though, because... 
maybe everyone's not feeling right now that they're a universe, right? Right. So how, how does that occur? And so let us first take the what kind of essence is moving through us and where it's actually located. Um, I think we may uh, decide to, to uh, reconnect the call possibly. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Um, no, not right now. Um, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll, it's, it's terrible right now. It's, uh, so let's go ahead and run through, and what we'll do is at the top of the hour, we'll, we'll reconnect. Okay, okay, fine. Um, so again, where is a person actually located in their consciousness? And obviously, com consciousness is somewhat infinitesimal, um, meaning that our spirit can be infinitely small and infinitely large, and it chooses this more compressed just like what you would see with a magnet, it's more of a compressed energy, energy field that has a lot more power. So it was already known by the ancients that where our seat of our consciousness generally was is in the pineal gland, and that was looked at as a throne. And so if you can imagine yourself then as just like on the Men in Black, I think they had one part where they opened up the guy's head and the little alien was sitting in the top part of the brain. So if you can right. now, now see yourself on somewhat of that state of consciousness where... You're this basically all-powerful, all-knowing being, but you've chosen a vehicle just like you would choose a car to drive in. And, of course, just as a car has certain levels of limitation, it can't go and make food, and it can't go and, and, and sit down and take a break. It has limitations. So this vehicle that we have been in now has some limitations, but it's also very magnificent. It can't even be compared to a physical vehicle so, or, or a man-made vehicle. So what you're now looking at is then... Actually, in every sense, it's a man-made vehicle. Excuse me, I have to watch my terminology here because this is something that we projected, something that we created, and it, it is magnificent. So I do, again, always check myself on the proper terminology. So if you could see yourself then as first being in the throne of your, of your consciousness, what you'll then notice is that just a head running around, or actually wouldn't even be able to run around, is virtually useless on a physical reality. Just imagine yourself with all your consciousness and everything, and then you're just this head. And, you know, we sit you on the counter, and then every time it's time to go, we've got to carry you over somewhere else, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't, you have no mobility. So what was agreed then is that there would be added armaments, which is basically then more like the, the whole Voltron thing, where you choose to add senses or other abilities that work in the third dimension or the physical plane. And this is where you get the rest of the body. And that's why the, the head is a globe. It's basically the, the, one of the only things in our body that's modeled after a globe beside our eyes. But our eyes are, of course, located in our head. The rest of the body is based on other geometry, which is basically planet, other planetary geometry, but mainly that of physical planes. So if you can then take the lower half of your body and say that that is your, your agreement. These are the animal essences. These are the, the, what you see in the Sphinx as a composite deity, earth, wind, fire, water. These are the other elements that are necessary for you to, to, uh, to move around into a three-dimensional reality. So this is basically what you made agreements with. Now, all of this works well when you are the instructor, meaning that you're basically a, a king or a queen. This is not a genderized thing, but you are basically the ruler of your own universe. We call it the innerverse. Your position is in the throne of your mind, and you command from there. Now, this is how the, the standard apex human with the spirit inside carried on their daily life before the schism or before the fall down the ladder.
okay? They utilize this mind over matter, this ethereal energy, all the essences, etc., and directed the building of this reality. Okay, now you can see why the reality is so affluent with things that only we could do. Thousands and thousands of flowers, thousands and thousands of kinds of trees, different kinds of insects. I've seen this behavior before. It's, no, it's not iPhone 4 or iPhone 5. It's a whole nother level of creating more and more things, right? So we're creators. But what occurred was is that now imagine then the lower part of the body almost itself in more of a lower state of consciousness, a lower vibratory frequency. It's actually learning from the higher parts of the body. And how it learns is based on your actions, what you do. That's why what you eat is what your body feels. That's the real as above, so below. What you put in your mouth is going to affect your body. So what happens is with, with, our, with our spiritual being is that our spiritual being sitting in a throne always gets suggestions from the lower kingdom. These are called urges. I want to go and do this. I want to eat that. And as the ruler of the body, you're simply supposed to rebuke it. No, stay in your place. Keep building. Eventually, you'll be able to do whatever you want because you'll get to this level. You see what I mean? There's a, there has to be a communication going on inside of your body. There's right. a communication going on anyway, and you can tell that because every time you lay down and, and get ready to go to sleep, there's a lot of communication that goes on <laughs> that's not verbal. Uh, and, and I am getting a little bit more feedback here. but um, So then there's also... In many tenses, again, okay, so let me just rewind here. So there's a communication going on inside your body, and you need to command your body. But the body is always suggesting things, and this is why the cleansing becomes a major part of, of our entire emancipation these days on the planet, because we have all of these entities, worms, bacteria, frequencies uh, of a lower nature, viruses, always asking for things so that they can thrive. Because remember, every single organism on this planet is hardwired with a thought to survive. It's in the DNA. So you can't fault something else, whether it's a hybrid reptilian, I think they're, they're saying is running around here, or a, a small earthworm, uh, uh, what's called an earthworm, but it's not the one that you use to fish, but other earthworms that are parasites inside of the body also trying to survive. And then how this all connects is, is that when you get the urge to do many of the things that you couldn't even imagine, it comes from these worms and these parasites trying to get what they need to thrive. So even the idea of wanting bread and even the idea of wanting meat and all this come from another state of consciousness because the being that I'm referring to that is in the throne of the mind doesn't eat. It's, it doesn't need that. Look at, again, you're just your head alone. Does it need food and all of that? No, it only needs certain liquids, substances, minerals, etc. So this is why when I say your body is a universe, this is where you can start doing the split apart thing for a moment, meaning starting to branch off parts of the body and see that the, t the torso is torus. It is the actual, uh, the, the, the uh, just like what you see in the Seven Sisters of the Pleiades, it is that constellation. You got the arms, A-R-M-S, or Mars, M-A-R-S. That's where you get your war, get your dupes up. Let's fight, right? And then you got the legs, which are the ones carrying around all of the, uh, all of the burdens of the upper kingdom. That's your mass. 
your ass, A-S-S, you see? So all of this w was known, and this is what I come to tell not only you gentlemen, but everyone on the line. I have documentation because I kept pursuing this. I've been in this for five, six years now, just on a consistent level, but all my life trying to figure out what happens after you die. And I finally started coming into bodies of knowledge written by men that are erased from this planet almost, and them explaining this fluently about how the body is the universe and this is how to become a, a, a master over your universe, which controls your world. Meaning that it's easy to control your world when you can control the universe. Because one is more superior than the other. And when we're talking about superiority, this is a product of a dimension that is built on light. Light has seven rays. So that's that seven wombs, basically, of division. When you get beyond all the division, the clear face guys, I call it, the clear beam, when you get into that, that's when you're starting to talk about full totality, et cetera, et cetera. But in the matrix, which is known also as matrices or a womb, a place where things are cultivated, there's lots of division or darkness going on here that needs to be brought to the light. Now, maybe skipping around a little bit here, but just imagine then that what the physical realities are are so far away from the control point or the actual light that it's only the light that's inside of us that shines through this. And this is why, in a, and I'm getting into too many different concepts here, but I will bring it all back in, but this is why when you look in the night sky right now, the stars are not as bright as they used to be. They're not as bright as they used to be because the humans are running out of energy. When they charge back up, there is no night. You see what I mean? The, the sky is so bright at night with what you call stars, which are charged up human beings, there becomes no night. Thus, there is no division. Remember, night and day is the division. That's why those who practice, quote-unquote, dark magic, do it thus under the symbols of nocturnal creatures, wolves, owls, bats, etc. Because it is a symbol of the other side of the division or the shadow world, also known as the Shaddai or the Shadim or the demon world. Okay? But I still come to tell people that, listen, a demon is more conscious than an electron. <laughs> so you're talking about fields that you can't even start labeling off of what's good and what's bad. You just need to be in the know. You're everything. So on a physical reality, you're automatically limited because you can't be everything at one time. You can't tie your shoes, go wash clothes, take care of your baby, do a radio show. You can't do all that at one time. But in your mind, you can. In the inside, in the spirit, it's the only thing that's capable of feeling that it's everything. So we knew all of this. This is why we made certain adjustments. We had times in our day, like you see you still dream, you still go down and you take your sleep. This happens naturally. We had times that we said, okay, physical body time. And then we went and we ran the gauntlet like a cheetah. Okay, mental body time. Then we went and studied more of our creations to understand greater levels of perfection. Right? And then, okay, spiritual time. Then you just unplugged, untethered from the vehicle altogether and then swooned out into limitless energy. So this was what we were doing before the schism. Now, now we have to start talking about, okay, well, what is this schism? What could have occurred that knocked humanity off this ladder of high states of consciousness? The next level of growth.
Some people are looking for me to talk about the Venusians or somebody else. But it's the next level growth. It's called mitosis. It's when you divide or die. Die means two, as in dice. So when you divide man and woman now, not just man and woman in the same body. If you don't think man and woman in the same body, why does man have breasts on his chest? <laughs> he still has mammary glands. If you want to really see how important it is to, for a physical body to, to, to gauge a gender, all entities are still non-gendered. It's just a game that we're playing when we do this male-female thing, attracting to, to another pole. So what happens is, is that we find a time in our text where there was a split. We decided to go into mitosis. And then from that point, there will be attraction between the two, just as there's attraction between two opposite sex. Or anything that becomes your urge, there is an attraction. That attraction creates energy. The entire world is built on attraction. That's why in the ancient books, you see, they say if the fertility goddess left, this is how they bundle it in the metaphor, if the fertility goddess left, none of the animals would mate, nobody would do anything. This means that if there was no attraction between each other, then there wouldn't be no energy to power a physical reality. It would be very clear how illusional it was. But with this, this positive attraction, is work, is, 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 uh, you see in a generator. This is how a generator was developed. Now, let's sidebar for a moment. There was never a time except for short periods, two, three thousand, four thousand years, in retrospect, very short periods to immortality. There was never a time when someone would actually say, hey, I've lost, oh, excuse me, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I actually just uh, kind of lost the train of thought here, but let me get on top of this for a moment, man, like, trust me, the <laughs> message again today is, is just explosive, but I just have to think about what I was saying for a moment and then uh, gather my thoughts. And then if you guys want to say anything now, just because I've been, I've been talking so much, you can go ahead and chime in. Oh, no worries. I'm eating it up. Yeah. Um, with the... Um, okay. Maybe everyone may have to unmute, or maybe I'm not even on the line. No, you're on the line. Can you hear me now? Ramon, can you hear me? Ah, yeah, I hear We can hear you. Okay, so maybe I'm still on air, so I'm just going to keep going like I'm on air, so... <laughs> So Which I really am. Everyone has to realize that everything came from air. Okay, I, they do hear me, but I, I don't hear you guys, but I'm going to keep going with it. So everything came from air. How this is really working is, is that every variation that you see, whether it's fire or water, is only slow down air. This is why when you slow down air to a certain point, it starts to condense, condense and then it becomes water. If you speed up air to a certain point, it actually becomes fire. This is the knowledge of why everything came from one thing on the physical plane. And, uh, and I, only because of uh, just the noises I'm hearing in the background, I, I just, <laughs> I'm having a little trouble keeping my thought here. But let me just go to my notes, and then I'll, I'll talk just about, um, about mainly uh, just this, this schism that's taking place. And that'll kind of get me back to what I was originally talking about. But basically... What you're dealing with then, when the male and the female begin to split, then there's attraction between them. And then what that attraction does is it creates energy that actually powers a physical reality. All the attractions power physical realities. So what I was actually saying earlier that I forgot is that you'll never see anyone in history, except for sometimes 1,000-year segments to 9,000-year segments, saying that they don't know anything and that they're having a hard time inventing something and that they're lost. You won't find any of that because everything that we have in our reality right now that is making us feel like and making us think that we've actually achieved something 
was modeled after the human body. All the generators, the televisions, the satellites, all the things, even the spaceship, all of the things that we're thinking are the height of our knowledge and in, in, in our intellect were taken from the body. So if you just would think of that, then you can realize why the first apex beings to step on this planet were not ignorant to all of the things that we know now, but so much more. So you can also see why the knowledge of how the body is the universe and how everything is created from the body and there can be several variations of things put into a physical reality that correspond to things that you could find in the body is because some groups of individuals wanted to take the knowledge and then begin to create things that they can tell everyone, we created this. We did this. We are the creators. We are the gods. And this is where you get the schism also in spiritual texts, because there was a time where Ptolemy, when Ptolemy became ruler of Egypt, he issued an edict across the land, and he told all of the individuals that had spiritual books that if they had some type of spiritual book of wisdom that they felt was, was up to par, then they, they could bring it to him, and he would give them money for it. And this, because many men were scribes then, this amounted to becoming the library of Alexandria, of what was mainly contained in that library. They had all of the spiritual books from around the world because of what Ptolemy did. So it wasn't long before his scribes, etc., came to him, and, and his uh, wise men came to him and said, it looks like that all the religions are the same except for the differences in the cultures. And all of them are basically astral theology. It's, there's a sun god. The sun god is for, first born in a cave. Then he has to defeat the clouds and the illusion and then shine forth. That in between these stages, he would go through these different rays of light, which were basically chakras. That's why Revelations has seven seals. That's the seven chakras, the seven churches. The Kundalini comes up and then it breaks all the seals and then it frees the individual, right? So all of the documents that you're reading that these people have put in front of us as religion have been taken from the body. Helios Biblia, meaning Helios Sun Biblia book, the Sun book. But the Sun is not a man. The Sun is an androgen. Any type of energy force, like what you're seeing in the sky, let's say that Sun, S-U-N, has to have a, a, a positive and a negative pole to kick off that much energy. So this is why I was talking about early in the conversation about the etymology, how playing with the language, they made the word son synonymous with a male to create an animosity, not an attraction, but an animosity between the masculine and feminine poles. Now remember, these masculine and feminine poles have still nothing to do with what we call male and female but everything to do with the attraction of returning back to original self. You see what I mean? So whatever you look at and you feel like it'll get, close, get you closer to original self, you're attracted to that. So this, of course, breaks down this whole uh, gender thing and how we're going to deal with why some people are born attracted to males and why some people are, are born attracted to females. It's because there was an original state to be attracted to self. Now, there's been an extreme, all of what you're seeing in the reality has been interpolated. It's been turned inside out. 
the God's knowledge, which is really our knowledge, we're the gods, has been taken and then externalized. And this and then we've been locked out of the knowledge. And this is why most people are experiencing so many problems, because they can't now feel that they are the controller. They can't feel that they are God. They can't feel that they're the supreme being. And this cutoff has, grown, has gone on for a period of time. This is why the character that they're calling Saturn, which has nothing to do with the planet, it's the inverted version of the planet, carries this scythe in the hand. Because the scythe has cut off, like the cutting of an umbilical cord, has cut off the being on a synthetic level. They think that they're cut off from their planet by engaging in these inverted Saturnalian principles. So you see, when you start taking all of the, the uh, like I said, the astral theology, the gods, what they're supposed to correspond to, first of all, if you trace that knowledge coming from Rome by way of Egypt, after the conquer of Egypt, then you know that that knowledge is all, you're going to have to turn it inside out. Mm. Once you turn it inside out, then you'll find the truth. This is why it resonates so much to external people, because they feel some type of association with it, but they just can't put their finger on it, so they join. To later on figure out it somehow doesn't live up to their expectation because it's still everyone but them. All these spiritual doctrines and religions, they're all going to the bus in front of me because they all teach to push your energy out when a Taurus pushes its energy in. All energy fields are like a donut. The energy is coming in. And so, and then it's dispersing that energy out from there. And so these directions, these principles wouldn't be so complex if we had been instructed them, instructed by them from the beginning. Mm. However, it becomes very complex now only because we're trying to put it over such complex firmware. Meaning that now we become so complex, we expect these huge answers for something as simple as saying, all is self. This is the highest maxim. No matter how long it takes for you to figure that out, that's how long you'll be here in division. This is a shadow world. This is only an image of the real thing. And you want it to be that way. Would you ever want to accept that this was the height of whatever we could really do? Oh, God, no. Looking at the TV and seeing bombs being blown up and 11 women and children dying? Of course, this couldn't be our peak. So it isn't. I, that's what I'm coming to tell people. Like, what you have to realize is, is once they went to the moon, and we, I guess we'll have to get into this, uh, to get into this a little bit uh, after the break, but yeah. we now need to get into the urges. Like, what leads you in one direction or the other? What tells you you should go do this? And then you listen. And First, we'll, again, we'll, we'll rewind a little bit more and talk about how that happens. Now, we talked about earlier how you're in this seat of the soul. And once you're in this seat, you're now making, you're making the judgments of what should take place in the kingdom. So if something from the lower body says, I want to do this, you judge whether it's going to work for it or not, and then you make the decision. Now, remember, the lower body is not evil. It may say, I, I want to go take a run. And then, of course, the mind and the soul just say, yeah, let's go run. So not all the inclinations from the lower body, especially when it's in pristine shape, are like, hey, let's go and eat a cheeseburger. So let's, let's get it clear here. I'm not demonizing the low body. So what I'm saying is, is though, as long as there's a good judge up there or a good king, as it used to be called, in the seat on the throne of your mind, in the holiest of holies, there's never any problems. But what happens if you take the suggestion from a worm? Hmm. Meaning you take the suggestion from a lower state of consciousness. 
i.e. a reptile. An urge from the lower body that says, I want to go and eat that. And that's something that's not good to eat. Now, what literally occurs here is what you find in the Puranas, the battlefield of Aranja. Now, something from the lower world, i.e. a demon, this is how they put it all into a story and a metaphor, has come up to the gates of the throne and demanded that something be done that is going to throw off the kingdom. Generally, they would not even be listened to and he would be ousted thrown back into his place and told to build the jet. But in our reality, we're taking these suggestions and what this does is it actually takes the king, queen, whatever, and throws them off the throne. Let me get some uh, water here. It takes them off the throne of their consciousness and then their position is switched with whatever or wherever that idea came from. Right. So if that idea came from, let's say, the, gro the growing or the, go the gunad area of the body, excuse me. <clears throat> Get you some water here. So if that idea came from there, then the apex being or the one that's living in the seat or on the throne of the brain is now switched there. And this was known as the battle point that took place in heaven. Seven point five million downloads. Sorry, so this uh, we're is the real on change manifesto. This is the zeitgeist manifesto. This manifesto shoots from the hip. It takes more prisoners apart the battle with Tony Blair. Yeah. Britain. So, so guys, during the break, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down to a special broadcast of the truth. Oh, welcome back, guys. You're listening to uh, 100 Monkey Radio. We have Seven with us tonight. And uh, Seven, uh, wow, uh, you can hear us now, right? For sure, for sure. I'm hearing you loud and clear. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We've got some stuff ironed out during the break, and uh, we're going to carry on. So, Seven, you know, the moon has intrigued me for my whole life. I mean, completely intrigued me. And once I was able to, to uh, when, I, when I learned how to do astral projection, out-of-body travel, uh, I, I've had several times where I, I have attempted to make it to the moon. And for whatever reason, something always either interrupts me and I end up slammed back in my body, or it just, one time I felt like I was uh, in molasses, and it was like I just couldn't move that direction. Uh, you know, there, there's just something that seems bizarre with the moon uh, on the astral planes, too. Right, right. So you asking me to elaborate on the moon? Oh, yeah. You, you were going to go into it a little yeah. bit. And <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing about the moon. I, I You know, uh, what is uh, one of the Jordan Maxwell, I think he says, you know, I don't know what it is, but I know what it isn't. <laughs> no, but right. it's, one, it's one of those things where... I have this thing I call the moon theory, and it's ever-evolving. It's basically me documenting all the information that I, that I ever come into about the moon as a whole. And that actually is a lot of information. And what it seems to coil us back into is that the moon itself, originally, was the, one of the first physical entities that were born on the planet. Okay. And this is what the moon corresponds to. They say that it's the, the Lord or the Lord, L-O-W-E, 
L-O-W-E-R-E-D or L-O-R-D, that it is basically the closest celestial body from our Earth, which would be pretty important, right? Hmm. So what happens here is, is that when we look into the mythology and then we look into some etymology, what we find is that the moon is connected with the king. But remember, the moon is not a male, and that's why I keep trying to tell people, man, don't allow your mind to short-circuit and you start thinking when I say a king and a queen, a male and a female, these are only the terms that we're using. Anything that can make or cause generation has both principles within. So just to make that clear, it's like my disclaimer. Right. So what happens is, is that now, obviously, the moon as an androgen then was basically a, a fundator of the planet, as it is even now. And from that point, you get the story of first the good king, which is basically the first humans that came on the earth were basically tilling the garden. They were creating new things here. They were planting seeds that they had gotten from other places. Seeds are ideas, by the way. Right. And so that whole thing was going on, and this started to sprout this kingdom that we call Earth. Now, there's, at this point, already a split in the road between most states of consciousness, especially in religion, because supposedly this kingdom was created then by the devil in their text. While in another text, the, king wa the, the kingdom was created by the, the God or the supreme being. You see what I mean? Right. So you got to realize that this is the fork in the road for all religions is that some believe that it was created by the devil and some believe it was created by the supreme being. So I know that it was created by both. <laughs> that's where my power is. I'll tell everyone today, like, that's where your power will be. You merge both of these positive and negative forces, the good, the black snake, the white snake. You got to merge these two energies together and ride the, the straight and narrow path up the caudaceous which you see there's a pole in the middle going right to the orb. That's your head. That's the straightest path that you need to go with. But remember now, then there's a physical king on earth. Okay, now as kings and these things go, as in, now this is an androgynin, by the way. A king or a malik, malikim, is an angel. Okay, that's why the language of the kings is known as the, the, the malikim, the language of the malikim. Okay? Now, these, you always see them say angels are non-gendered. This is because they're actually transgendered. They, have, they are male females, okay? So this was the state of the king, and you'll see this in the alchemical work known as rebus. It's, you see a man and a female in the same body, both of the genitalia, somewhat like a hermaphrodite, right? right. So this is when you get the connection that Hermes, meaning son of her. Mes, M-E-S, means son of her obviously has something to do with the generative principle. So son of her, Hermes, was the actual entity that was here that brought this knowledge about basically what they call Rhoda, which is now encrypted as tarot. As you see, it's Rhoda, as in all wheels rotate. So this is how you pick it all apart in the etymology and see that the tarot is the, the wheel. That is the book of thought. That is the, uh, the hotim or, or, or hotep to hooty knowledge of how the entire wheel works that was bought here to earth in the myth of Prometheus bringing fire to man. Fire then being a, wheel, uh, fire then being a pentagram or a blazing star, a pentagram being 72 degrees uh, times 5, which is 360 degrees, which gives you a perfect circle. 
So you see, this kind of knowledge was what was here on Earth about how exactly to um, to master the body and thus master all subsequent spheres. Now, this is also, and I have to, to go into you know part of my message today. This is why the controllers, quote unquote, unquote the controllers, they don't want to move out of this dimension. They're not big fans of new things. That's why they keep antiques around. T is always at 12. It's repetitious reptilian behavior. One gene, Sobek, a crocodile. You see, it looks the same now, looks the same then. It's only holding up the foundation to the worlds, Ouroboros. You see what I mean? An entity mm. that is agreed to remain behind. Now, that's why he's blind. So the thing is, is that our world exists in something far more expansive. This is why we're being encouraged to stay in this lower state of consciousness, stay in this reptilian state of consciousness, right? But this is just a part of us, but it doesn't make up all of us. Now, let's, let's get into this knowledge a little bit more then about the king. I want to see the king. <laughs> hmm. Because the king is connected to Moloch. Moloch means king. Moloch gives you, excuse me, in, in Kabbalah, M-L-K, which means milk. Now, you see why the moon is about mooing, and moo has a lot to do with cows, because cows were the currency, meaning cows are the current. Notice how back in the old days, not only you have a milk, which all babies must suckle from, but you also have our first trade. If you see on the first coin that was ever minted, there was only the first letter of the language, which was a cow's head. Because if you go into all of the ancient countries, ancient Asia, etc., how everyone uh, uh, paid for things was by how many how well your wife looked and how big your, your uh, hut was and all that depended on how much livestock you had, mainly this cow, because it gave us the milk, it gave us the cheese. It was one of the closest entities to us. It was a gateway. All animals are gateways and portals of our consciousness, of us reaching to this apex. We, we built this thing. It's a bridge. It's not just one point appearing out of nowhere. Such things can't hold in the abyss. They feel, again, too sluggish in the abyss. What happens is you have to spread out an entire net. That's what our DNA does. Our DNA keeps growing in an area that basically has no limits, but it's in many tenses like fledgling. This is a secure process. Like we're trying to grow in a, in a basically a world that's like an ocean. You never know when a shark's going to come through. Mm. You just have to know how to be prepared for those kind of things. And in, in addition to that, there is a space where no sharks come through, meaning that there's no such thing as death. It's something that we invented to create more things and to drive another level of energy. That's what I was explaining in the beginning of this conversation. How these worlds are built is when some entities are told, don't go down there. <laughs> Stay away from there. Now, for any Malachim, this means go. Right. Because the main thing that exists here that doesn't exist there is fear. Notice how I snuck up on a praying mantis the other day, and boy, he was scared. I said, isn't this nothing? This thing is scared, too. So it's not just the humans that are scared here. Everything is scared. Fear is a frequency that is pervading all life forms. So this is when I get back to the moon, okay? So now, more Malachim, because remember, all this, ain't, all this knowledge I'm telling you is in the Arab text. Wuju al-Quran. They'll never tell you about this. It was profane to write this in any other language beside a fire language. This is a fire god, meaning that the first state of the Malachim was a shining one. So that means it was like shining 
and everything that was around it that became its children were like still in reverence and respect to it because of the shining thing. You see what I mean? So this is what happens. If you always respect your father, who's basically like a father, mother, mapa, if you always respect it because it's like basically holding this high level of power and energy, right? So there's always a level of respect that comes from stuff like that. But what if just because the children begin to deteriorate, the power is lost within the parent because the parent is the child. So as we begin to be fruitful and multiply, an insinuation as if everything was depleted or everyone left at a certain point, there became an aggressive level of multiplication that was not uh, normal for our species. We never birthed 8 billion on a planet when we didn't have an elevator, a, a sky elevator, mm. to get people up out of here. Like, you'll blow this thing. There's way too much energy. That's why they're keeping everyone deactivated. Now, let's get into the moon. So what happens here, then, is that that good king, that, that angel, Malachim, whatever you want to call it, that state of consciousness came at, up, came at a, uh, it got into a war with the lower states of consciousness, other entities that it had created, that it didn't manage properly, it didn't take the responsibilities for, that started saying, hey, let me eat meat. Let me go and do this. Let me go and do this. And as that continued, it wore down that being. Now, who am I talking about? I'm talking about you. What happens is, is that when you retract, when you're scared, fear, you retract. Somebody goes, rah, you jump back. So this means that your pineal gland then closes anytime you come up in the realities of fear and you're actually scared. So what there was then was there was a retreat from the crown, from the throne of the body all the way into the base of the tail. This is the cossacks of the spine, the place where the Kundalini rests. Now, remember, when a human being generally used to come into this reality, they had tails. That's why there's still kind of a piece left there. But that was to carry the extra vertebrae that on an on a, um, astral level is more chakras, rings, discs. These are worlds that have already been obtained. This is what you're carrying around as your currency. It's a light, a light generator, basically. All the information and experiences that you had from other realities have been domesticated out of you when they took the tail. But this happens on a spiritual level first before it happens on a physical. But you can find it in both. Now, again, the metaphor, the gray angel Michael, this is the bird man. This is the upper part of the body. Goes to war with Satan. This is the, the lower part of the body, the urges, the gunads. And then they say that Michael won. Michael lost. Michael loses in an individual's mind every time they choose. This battle is going on all the time. That's why in the New Testament it says, Oh, Jesus, uh, the, the plagiarist Jesus, who's really Apollonius Tyana, Paul says, oh, the kingdom of heaven is at war at all times, lest it be wrestled away. This means that all the time in your mind, there are going to be ideas that come across that are so low that no one can verbally hear them. This is called the whisper of the serpent. They can't hear it like a voice. They hear it as a thought. Mm. But don't take that thought as your own. Like, you're everything. So if something is suggesting only a part or a choice, it's a part of the division. It hasn't learned yet. It's still Diablo. It's still Shaddai, the demon. That's why, and this is a state of consciousness, that's why it also goes on to say, remember, Abraham is told then by this God, El Shaddai, that uh, your fathers didn't know me by this name, but now you can call me Jehovah. 
So then what, <laughs> what name did my fathers know you by then? So now you realize, again, these are all metaphors. Jehovah then becomes the next stage of El Shaddai. He leaves the stage of the God-man, apex being, all the things that we've collected. We leave the stage of El Shaddai, the demon god, and then begin to metamorphosize into Jehovah, earth, fire, wind, water. You see what I mean? All of this was never meant to be bought out into an external realm as physical entities. You would destroy a world like that. You can't bring such power into limited spheres. Spheres then become the protective uh, uh, sheath, which is a serpent was a sheath. It's synonymous with the word skin. The serpent was a sheath that held the seed itself, that held what was precious inside until it was ready to emancipate. That way if something eats you, like you can eat some of these seeds and you're going to just dookie it out. You've done nothing to the seed. Excuse my language. But you see what I mean? If you're made out of a, if you have a core that's so tight that your, your core of you, the seed of you inside, no matter if something tries to chew it, bite it, or do anything, you're still firm, then you're always in the throne. That's why I said you're then this infinitesimally small, rather than trying to get billions and all this big stuff, you're infinitesimally small and so sleek you could slide right through the poorest holes in the reality. When the six and seven cents begin to actually collide, this means sight and sound begin to actually merge into one another, then you begin to start hearing, just like you say you can smell what you taste. When you start doing that and the pyramid itself starts to come to the focal point, rather than splitting off into the whole divisive worlds that are created through the refraction of the, the rays, then you're talking about something and that's where we're at. See, we're not even talking about something anymore. Like, to tell you the truth, I'm actually trying to figure out how I can stop talking more and keep doing what I'm already doing, which is generating the energy of building this organic grid. My body has become a hot spot for positive energy, and actually, excuse me, harmonic energy to flow throughout this environment, and I'm looking for others that are ready to do that same thing, so that way we can light this thing up and take it to where it really needs to go. But if we're counting on old reptile to figure it out, it doesn't have what it's made out of, meaning that if we're counting on the lower state of our consciousness that is still making up our foundation to, to lead, that was never its place. We promised these beings that we would take them to where we came from. See, don't be a fool to believe everyone here contains the same degree of the spirit. That's just as that stuff is calculated by the stars. They say it takes seven incarnations before you can have a full chakra vehicle. So just because we can't figure it out and we don't know why they did it and we can't see it doesn't mean that it's going on, not going on. So then we got reality and then we got actuality. And where I'm moving into, like a, like a, uh, not a man or not a woman, but an apex, where I'm moving into is into actuality. I need this. You see, like I'm not a person that's in this world feeling like all of people saying, thanks, Seven, you did a great job, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't do anything for me. If I cannot do something for my species here, I feel still like we're degrading. See, our, our soldiers... Are, are men with the soldier, the warrior state of mind that can push through dimensions with will in their spiritual class were taken into the physical battlefields and killed. And then what was left was the degenerate men, meaning the men who, in which we make up that ilk, the degenerate men who actually began to mate with all the women that were left. Mm. So this is a constant degradation of our species, why they have just ba basically sat in, in a sequential state. They haven't messed with their genes. Their genes are already destroyed. That's why they cannot reproduce.
but they can make bodies and go into them as they get more synthetic. So let's talk about the moon and what they did. Now, I'm still not saying that that king, that angel, that Malachim, when being challenged by his own sons, didn't become a very difficult problem to deal with. You'll find this story in Egypt, more of Upper Egypt, which is Ethiopia, in that area, Nubia. That area is where it took place. That's where you'll find the mounds and all the real pyramids and things like that. So there was a war. There was a war between the sons against father, ultimate division. That's why the text says, I, came, I come to bring sons against uh, mothers against daughters. I come again to bring fathers against their own sons. This is the kind of stuff that they were playing around with over there, and they're clashing and testing metal. So what happened is, all alchemists, by the way, so what we're, what we're really dealing with then is that then the king had to bend his knee, meaning that the sons found themselves more stronger than the king and conquered him, but only figured out that they conquered themselves. Now, this is an ongoing story because now that you've weakened yourself by killing your source, meaning this is our connection to who we are, we don't understand our history, when we weaken ourselves, then a predator starts watching. Mm. Look, they're fighting amongst themselves. <laughs> you see, that kind of thing going on. Basically, what that is then is a fail safe that we've installed inside the program that just in case we get off track to put us on track by all means. Do you understand? Do you understand first genetic gene? If we get off track, you need to kick in and basically just do what you are wired to do. See, people think that the worst thing here is death. We're immortals. So we're just playing a game then. Yeah, it's an atrocity to see someone actually mutilated, but I feel that same way when someone goes into a piece of chicken these days. I feel that way about the chicken, and I feel that way about them. Total mutilation. If you saw it from the sky, you would see it as something totally different. Meaning that because we're so up close to it, we don't really see what exactly is going on here. But when you pull off, you actually see it. So let's talk about again what happened to Father. So thus, Father was ejected from the planet. Now, because of its non-connection to the planet, this is why the moon becomes gray. It becomes lifeless. It yearns to be back on the planet. Okay? So this comes in the form of the urges that are always yearning, and there's a lot of them. So something takes place then, because after this, uh, the moon moves into this position, or may have already been in, in that position, it still had a level of control, just as you'll see the king, even on his last leg, has some level of control. So in exercising that control, he became ruler of a lower kingdom, meaning that the control can still, the, there's a lot of control that can be done through a person's genitals. There's a lot of control that can be done through a person's lower part of their body through suggestion. Now, if you don't think that it's actually happening, then why do all the animals know when to go into reproduction? Why do all the seasons know when to change? Who's giving these directions? And that's why you then get again to the, to the moon situation about how it is a refractor, meaning all of the light, because it is the last that vessel that light goes into before it reaches Earth, then it has access to that light before it gets to us. And thus, it, things can be removed. Things can be hacked. And this is what I realized happened is that then the level of power and control that was going on on this planet, and again, let's not just say it was good, Ramsey's running around, was then usurped by basically a very, very intrepid Borg.
meaning that something like a computer reptile, something that actually dismantled everything that they were working on and using in the wrong way, and thus synthetically begin to control the moon. And this is the birth of synthetics. This means that the moon is like a Borg now. It no longer is just an organic celestial body. Something had happened to it when they went up there and played around with it. I guess, basically, maybe they put a pyramid up there or something. And then they started to be able to control the urges within much of, uh, of, of nature and things going on in this reality. And, of course, they, their agenda is only to turn everyone against each other. So this is an animal start running down other animals. Humans start running down other humans. Our urges are not in the right place. We don't plant seeds to grow. We, you see what I mean? All this starts to happen. Now, don't blame it on the moon. This is why... Let me show you, in the, this, is, this is deep stuff, because in the Pauline arts, the first step on the ladder is the moon, which is the angel Gabriel. This means that the first step of your actual consciousness is to rise beyond what the moon is suggesting. So all this stuff was de designed because, see, the animals, they have to obey the urges. They're under the dominion of the, of the uh, of, excuse me, of the atomic, or excuse me, the... the uh, uh, I got to get my, my elements right, but they're under the, that dominion, but we aren't. We can easily decide, nope, I'm not doing it. And that gives us this whole different level of power. Believe it or not, our greatest power is to, to resist and to attract. And so when we do that in the, in the, proper, uh, in the proper way, in understanding this knowledge that I was, I've just been so fervently explaining, then we actually get results in the physical reality, not only for ourselves, but also others. It is a mental, physical, spiritual thing. You do have to triangulate yourself to a certain degree. This is not Illuminati, but this is that some people are very mentally strong, but physically and spiritually weak. And they lean on their, their mental strength as their only, their only state of balance, but really they're just polarized. Mm -hmm. And this is why, of course, remember now, anytime now, this is also how you'll know that they understand all this is going on on a spiritual level. Anytime you come out of actual, uh, uh, out of, out of uh, whack so that they need to deal with you because you've gotten polarized in a way that they can't handle in this society, they send the police, right? Because then they have to ice the pole. Now, for people to think I'm playing around, okay, that's just one word, interpol. See, they know about the polarity thing, so they know how to switch a person on, switch a person off. This who's they? Again, this synthetic world that has been developed based on nature is now starting to become something that is interweaving itself. So let's talk about it. In nature is everything that you will find between nature and body. I mean, what's up? You can just lay down and project everything that you want in the etheric realm and then like a Windows, or excuse me, like a Mac, shut off and then it'll all be erased. You see what I mean? It's not something that you're carrying around with you. Notice how our reality is like collect, 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 and then we start carrying all this weight. When we were really, really moving through the galaxy, we don't have, we, we're, using it, we're using a different language. So I'm just going to take a moment. So, so we've we got, we got a break coming up here, uh, James. So, okay. oh, man, uh, I, I got a couple questions on the moon, too, a couple observations, too, that I'd like to bring up right after the break. Also, uh, I think we'll open up the phone lines and take a call or two in this last segment. And so that number is 213-233-3998. And we'll see you guys after the break. It's Tom and Ramona on the 100th Monkey Radio on the Truth Frequency. 
Yeah, welcome back to the 100th Monkey Radio with Tom and Ramon, and we have seven with us, and this is our last segment, and uh, we will open the phone lines for this last 30 minutes, so if you've got a question for seven uh, or comment, uh, please feel free to give us a ring. Uh, seven, something I noticed I, that, that caught my attention when you were talking about the moon, and it intercepting the light from the sun. Uh, as soon as you said that, I, the first thing that popped in my mind is, oh, my God, what's everybody do on the full moon when the moon is farthest away from the sun? Uh, that's when everybody kind of goes crazy. Is that like, uh, is that like when, uh, is that what happens when we don't oh, yeah, have that well, controlling factor in there? Well, that, that's where, of course, you get the word lunatic. Right. Um, I mean, there is a controlling factor because basically what I was explaining earlier is, is that it, it speeds up reproduction. And then, then reproduction actually becomes like the Achilles heel to the planet because obviously you can see there are many kids on the planet that need to be taken care of, but not enough parents, right? Right. So you actually understand that that was something that occurred in the beginning with this whole story about Adam and Eve, and then there was something that they did. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, etc. What that's about is that's about actually the, the act itself, copulation. And that's why they said the serpent suggested it. But really what it's saying is, is that they did something in this whole reproduction process that they didn't know what, it was, what the result was going to be. And that's why you notice the first child then was Cain. Cain is the Hebrew word for king. It also means Cohen. It's a priest king. And then, of course, you see the story of Cain. So what, what are they trying to say here? They're basically saying, at least from that ilk, that the first king that came out was like a wanderer or a drifter, and that he had done something that offended, you know, the hierarchy, et cetera, et cetera. And this is where you get this, this whole story of, again, that particular lineage. But it's a real thing because when you go to Brutus, when you go to Bran the Bless, when you go to uh, the, Owls, the Owls of Albion, then you actually can figure out the, ger the real German, meaning the, the actual germ of, or the beginning of that particular race. So, you know, it's a deep thing, but there's different rays to that crown. That's what I was trying to also bring up earlier is that if you notice, there were several kingdoms, again, several, se at least seven angels in certain tenses. And right. so this is uh, also synonymous with our word angles, which gives us the degrees within uh, a compass. And also degrees are related to fire. As we say, uh, you see, there's uh, these degrees within, within knowledge. Uh, as having a master's degree, you see what I mean. Right. So right. knowledge is synonymous with fire, basically. And then when you want to, when you run and see the dominion, it's the controllers uh, once again battling it out with one another. The same thing that you see on TV. You got the king who is chained down. That's what I was telling you over the break about the moon. You'll see the chains running through it if you can get your third eye and pineal open and take a glance. But then you have that the king's chained down, but still exercising some level of dominion in the dream world. That's why it's always related to the whole, uh, the whole initiations in the dreams and things of that nature. Mm. And then you have this basically what I believe is some type of computer reptoid. Um, still obviously being in that one state of DNA, they've been cruising throughout the galaxy and at least got the knowledge of computers. Hacking the moon in certain tenses and then utilizing its energy to suggest things to us like, what we've created in this synthetic world and our walk away from nature or our mother. So, um, you know, that, that's really what happens in this uh, now then is 
the light from the individuals again have to begin to shine because it push it's, it moves all this kind of stuff out of the way. Remember, when you flip on the light, all the darkness retreats to the corners, right. and in the corners is where they where it still lives. So if you happen to be in the corner of your consciousness, then you will find this whole dark world there. Likewise, if a person is is even projecting from their lower chakras and seeing the world that way, then they're going to feel the energy corresponding to the inverted version of their lower chakras. And let me explain this very briefly. Now, what you have then is that you have either a person's energy is retreated to the cossacks of their spine, the location of Kundalini, or it has actually retreated into the soles of its feet, of the person's foot. This is called total inversion. This is what Illuminati and all these individuals are, are engaging in. They send the Kundalini energy down. And then the person's exper spiritual experience is really warped from that point. Right. And it's because they've actually gone into their lower state of consciousness before they've gone into the higher state of the consciousness. You see, it's a simple direction thing. That's right. why the whole argument between the Eastern West, West, uh, Western world mysticism was whether the energy should come from below and up or one should, should perceive it's coming from below and up or from above and down. And this was like the biggest rift in, in all that knowledge. You see mm -hmm. what I mean? And it was because you had those that were practicing this, this knowledge of, uh, of the dark or the, uh, what they call the black serpent. Now, remember, this is still an evolution of humanity because th there were other ones that just went and followed the white serpent, never realizing that both were zigzagging up the tree. Meaning that if you follow this good and evil thing on the side of your head, you're going to find yourself not in action. You're going right. to find yourself listening more and then trying to make a yeah. decision when really you should just, you know, go shut up, guys. Let me get into action. <laughs> because if they, weren't, if, they, if they weren't able to be command, then they wouldn't be talking. <laughs> you see what I mean? So there's this, there's this thing that we need to do. Like I said, we need to start talking to ourselves. Likewise, you have these pathogens. And this is the interesting thing to explain because it accompanies the diet, it accompanies wheat. It accompanies things that we are forcefully fed, meaning that we seem to find it in everything, and it accumulates a large amount of worms in our system. Now, each of these worms actually are frequency, and for people, if I don't get to it today, if you want to get more information about this or you want to find a way to, to clean them out, you can actually refer to the energy store on the site. But this is a serious thing. It's where once you accumulate a certain amount of candida, hookworm, tapeworm, these kind of worms, they're giving off a certain frequency, just like Rife told everyone. Every single virus, every single thing has a particular frequency. Now, what happens if this frequency starts to replicate so much that your whole body becomes this frequency almost? Right. It's, it's the more dominant frequency, right? So it's going to win. So thus, every time you feel an urge to go do something that ties into these things still surviving, then you go and do it. That's the real story of the reptilian. Right. It's not a hybrid reptile lizard face running around on third dimension, although there may be a couple around what we do. But it's really more of an internal thing because that's the only thing that's going to affect you. Now, remember, the symbol of the serpent means that it's the silent but poisonous. The silence is that it speaks in thoughts. It's, be it's actually speaking in a whisper, which is below the vibratory frequency of the ear. That was what the metaphor meant. So you can't read a person's ideas unless you know how to tap into that frequency, right? But that is a frequency of information, just like Wi-Fi, you can't see. So there is a broadcasting going on from a collective going inside of your body of, of earthworms, tapeworms, basically lower states of consciousness saying, go and do something. And, uh, yeah. and that's as simple as it gets. So you don't need Prism, Verizon, phones that can pull souls out of the body, put souls in the body. All this stuff that they're making up now that they can do, basically... You don't need that if you can do a little Wolf and Sean Creed and a little MK Ultra. You see what I mean? It's all a, you only need to understand the mind and how the mind works. 
And that's why, now here's another thing. Notice how this reptilian robotoid thing, it doesn't know about spirits. It didn't know about spirits. That's why if you look in Nazi Germany, when they took over that side of things, that's when, the, when Aryan became then a German rather than llamas in the mountains, right? So during that particular time, you'll find in their experiments, especially in the paranormal division, an incessant desire to create and clone, to only become completely frustrated when the clones were not coming out properly because they didn't have reason. Then figuring out the reason actually is the soul, which passed right through the beaker. They couldn't figure out the ectoplasmic field of it, so they couldn't contain it. So then they set off on the, out on the next mission to fake like they lost the war, then come back and control every soul rather than, if you can't have the souls, why not control the souls? Right. You can't make them. You see what I mean? And so that's why you find in the United States the, cross, the greatest genetic program that's ever hatched on this planet. And you can tell that mm. because every other country, everyone's looking like brother and sister still. Mm. You see what I mean? That's yeah. The, yeah. That's, this is a real thing. <laughs> And so now some of these genetics is actually mixed up into a very potent cocktail and are actually firing into this reality energy to actually pump everyone up. One, the entire reality can self-substantiate and emancipate as long as it actually sees the exact replica of perfect DNA, meaning that it is great men's challenge, great women's challenge to perfect themselves so that they can reflect from they've then become the celestial body, reflect onto others, and then the others see the pattern. Wow, that's it. That's me. See, mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm talking to only people that are me. Right. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, you couldn't understand me. You see what I mean? Like it, right. it's like these are factual things. I love to deal with only facts because when you start telling people the body's the universe, no, it's not. Okay, mm -hmm. here we go. Now I'm going to have to sit here and beg you to realize that you're the universe. So you see how it's all interpolated. We all yeah. have to actually tap dance to make people do something, or actually can't make anyone do anything, but get people to do something that actually they're going to need to do, whether it's this time or a few aeons from now. Now, just imagine if we can speed things up a little bit. And that's, yeah. that's, really, uh, um, that's really what's going on now, is that my consciousness, along with individuals around me, because we're just getting closer to the control point, is actually starting to, to dissolve a lot of these... Uh, a lot of these conflicts and confusion within rudimentary stuff that it doesn't even matter anymore. You see right. what I mean? It's like we're like when they talk about and this is the, this is the big uh, the big statement I have to that. OK, so Project Project Prism has violated some rights. Man, my rights been violated. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's like, man, you violated my rights, my spiritual rights. You see what I mean? You, yeah. told, you didn't let me know. You cut me off. You skyped me. You see what I mean? It's like I, I, I now need to, to recuperate. Like I don't even have the right minerals to, to nurture my, my, uh, sp my spiritual vehicle. You see what I mean? It's like this is a serious thing. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to go and run and blow something up. I implode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like they, yeah. th that's, again, the, the difference between one and the other. And so that's, that's sometimes uh, what happens. Like I said, I take it as I came to Earth. I got the T-shirt. I really want to help my species. That's, that's everything that's alive. And I'm just doing as much as I can to, 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 uh, to do that. And it's starting to become something that is even beyond what I could conceive. Like when I go to sleep at night, my dream is like a mandible. I mean, it's, <laughs> meaning it's like a Mandelbrot set now. It's completely unloaded most of the chairs and the tables and the cars and the hood and all these other different scars that are in the body. Because, of course, we always will retreat to the state of consciousness that is most dominant. And that's why I say we, have, we can come up on the throne today. This is not something you have to wait till 2012 for. Oops, it's already gone.
you can actually say right now, what I'm going to do is the war, I'm locking the gates. First of all, I now well, well, let me let me let me rephrase. Excuse me. It wasn't like I jumped into it like I'm locking the gates. Hold, hold, hold. It wasn't like that. I came from the Cossacks. Shoot, I may have even came from the soul, according to how I was thinking, meaning the soul of the foot. So from that level, though, I climbed up that ladder. Now, of course, it's a lot easier to fall down if you're only three steps up than when you get about 50 or 60 vertebrae up, or you know what do they say, like 20-something vertebrae, you fall off the ladder, you're going to get hurt. So this is also a spiritual progress. Everyone has to see this is terrain modification. This is not something that you're going to make happen overnight. You don't want to kill anything, meaning that you don't want to go at your body and say, I'm going to kill these parasites. And I'm going to kill. You give everything an option to pass. And notice how when you do a cleanse, it passes out of you. So this is, again, the, 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 uh, the real tongues of how our whole life is created and it has to become serious to us and what did it for me just recently i'm always getting extra boosts of it is that i had a daughter and so i look at my daughter and i say man i came back again uh -huh, <laughs> there's there no separate there's no separation there and so and then when i look at someone else's daughter someone else's son i have that same feeling and so but that also that also uh means that we need to get something that is necessary and this is something that i've already took care of But we need to get something that actually is going to do something with these lower vibratory octaves. Every tone changes on the octave. They were the eight-pointed star. That's oct. It's October. That's the month that they have the crazy Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll see that, you know, it's labeled as our 10th month, but really it's our, it's our eight, just like our nove is nine, but it's our 11th month. And our deck is, uh, is uh, 12, but it's our 10th. It means 10. So... Everything that they are telling us, basically, is not true. So that, that's great, then, if I know how to flip truthful 180, I mean, non-truthful non things 180 degrees to make them true. Meaning that I can start to insinuate, then, if they're not telling me this, what else they're not telling me? <laughs> All I got to yeah. do is start coming, that, coming into the conclusion that one of the things, and I tell people, all you have to do is come into the conclusion that one of the things that I said today is true. And it'll start to take and undermine all of the untruths. This is real organic deprogramming. And yeah. so, if we, and then this, again, this is us. This is our story. So there's no entities, whether he's reptile, whether he's the king, moon, titan, chained down, still trying to exert rulership through the black snake, which is oil, or whether it's high rank seraphim, canison, past the third heaven, all white light coming through. Hello, it's still milk. It's white. It's not clear. Meaning that. White is a color. Black is a color. Clear is the absence of color. You got people thinking white and black is the absence of color. This is when you, uh, you actually screw up a person's firmware. Right. Then illusions begin. There's holes in everything. It's like nobody can really explain anything because none of it's founded on truth. We have no foundation. So that's, again, the tail is used for balance, right? Notice the, the tail on the monkey is used for balance. So what happens? You cut the monkey's tail off. He, he's going to have to reorientate himself. Now, there's monkeys with no tails. I've seen them, too. But this is what we have to know, that our roots were cut. So a lot of all of what I'm explaining about the king, about the moon, and about the yearning, about Pharaoh, and about him misusing the power, and then him being kicked out, usurped by the sons, and then the sons falling short to the daughters, and then all of that is, was in the tail. Now, notice, T-A-I-L. T-A-L-E. Mm. Yeah story yeah. so this is it's there 
And now we just have to allow it to give us enough energy to give it a push one more time. Do you notice how this kind of stuff about seven or eight years ago, somebody finding out, man, the idea is explosive. Right. The idea may blow a couple lights. <laughs> mm. People be like, oh, my goodness, Eureka. <laughs> We've actually got it. The great Arcanum is in view. Aha. I got the moment. That yeah. Now people seem to not have enough. That's too much exertion of energy. Great. Great. Yeah. All right. What else? You see, and that's because our energy system that we would normally be relying on right now to bring us up to the next level of epiphany was, is actually depleted because there is a vampire in the system. See, these are not symbiotes, these parasites. They eat plastic. They eat calcium that is already sedimentized. They eat mercury. See, the worms have created a symbiotic relationship with the human, but they are still vampires. This is no different than a shark that has these little fish that eat the fungi off of it, and then it keeps, it, keeps those little fish safe from the big, the big fish. You see what I mean? This is the big fish then here is us going out into the galaxy and actually trusting who we are to be able to defend us rather than the king or who's taken over the king's throne. This is like, notice the king is our currency. His currency is on the face, his representatives and those who have pledged allegiance to the king, which is all what the initiation and the Masonic rites are about. They actually serve the king. That is the God that they trust because God is God. He's good. He's a particular entity. He's a particular being. So this is why you, when you look deep into this, you find it's not a joke. You have real individuals that have made packs and oaths to keep you back. And so that is, again, the agenda, because what, what you see here on this, in this world is the more beings that are here under the moon to control, the more power it has. And now it's using the children, meaning it's using us against our galactic parents. This is, you know, some people are like, wow, wow, that's it. That's what I knew was going on. But look, it's inside. Now they're using us to destroy ourselves. We, the, 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 the mother is killing the child when, the, when they give the child the kind of food and things they're giving them. That's, that's the whole child sacrifice. You see, this is, it's, it's always put in another way here on the physical reality. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's our God. Man. It's the nocturnal mind state of darkness trying to, in, to, trying to instruct the light. How is the lower body ever going to tell the higher body what to do when the higher body's already been there? It knows how to create. And I'll finish with this, with this thought. Notice how when the greatest thing then, obviously, have come to the conclusion that body's a universe, and that means the greatest thing then is that we can actually create a universe. Every time we make a baby or something, there goes one right there, whether we know it or not, right? Now, the interesting part is that if you give me all the stuff that I need, I can make a Galaxy S4. I can make an iPhone 5. I think I got the mind for it. But I cannot sit here and technically break down how I'm going to put together a baby. So you see the, the, the situation here? The highest level of knowledge that we think we can attain with all of this this uh, uh, synthetic stuff that they put everywhere doesn't even hold a match at all to the magnificence of us creating something that we just do naturally. I don't know how I did it. Imagine somebody say, how do you do that? They see your magic, right? How do you do that? I don't know how to do it. I just did it. <laughs> you see the yeah. jealousy? So that's also what the jealousy is. When they can't reproduce then, 
meaning when the worm no longer can grow and no longer be the host and, and, and started to use you as the host, excuse me, when the worm can no longer grow, then it's jealous and upset and mad. You see, there is a physical correspondence to all of these frequencies, but it goes across hyperdimensional worlds. Mm -hmm. This is why you may see him as a worm on this planet, and then on another planet, he may actually be in control. But where, is these, where are these planets, my friend? They're in the place between heaven and earth. In the mind. Yeah. Exactly. And so when we start to enter these fields, you don't need to ask yourself a question of, did that really happen or not? What are you using to authenticate that, first of all? Meaning that when a person has a spiritual experience and they see something occur, the first thing to ask is, did that really happen? Oh, my goodness. That is the wrong question to ask. First of all, who are you asking? The second thing is, is that are you actually expecting some physical occurrence to occur and, and to confirm that of something, something that you experienced on the physical plane, especially right away? <laughs> it, right away does not happen here. That's what the whole thing about time is. It's basically not right away. <laughs> Instant <laughs> is non-time. So this is how we can identify where non-linear is. I'm already at the gate. Meaning that once you understand that you're the portal, that's why I say that eyes are a gateway to the soul. When you see someone in their eyes, you can become attracted to them. When you're attracted, then you dive in. And this is an actual thing that we're doing. So just like that, you have smaller organism that will land on your nose bored and if he can get or it can get excuse me i'm polarized if it can get all the way into your system and, and go all the way through your system without facing any kind of resistance or which it means immune system then it will try you you see what i mean so I, I actually put it all back together for everyone to make it simple there are things that board you all the time generally they try to board you from the neck up that's why most of your orifices are from the neck up your mouth you put your food in there, the nose, the ears, all the orifices are there, and there's thousands of them in your head, so watch the shampoo. So what happens is, is that when you put it in, then the body strength now comes into challenge. Now there's a war, and if the body is already broken down, then it loses that war every time. And then when, that, when the, the, the victor has an idea and suggests that you should go and basically kill yourself, then you obey. Mm. And that's yeah. what we're dealing with here on this planet. So, but not um, for long. <laughs> so, uh, let me um, interrupt you because we're down to the last four minutes. Um, one of the things that I've noticed too is like, especially when people are going through cleansings, um, they tend to get, for example, when people do kidney and liver cleansings, they get to get this anger. Um, mm. It's almost like an untapped anger that they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Or, up. for example, um, a lot of the cleansings will say, like, try to do it before the full moon um, because that's when a lot of the parasites, they lay well, their eggs. Also, there, there's a whole process, and really it's based on, like, the moving of the seasons because, remember, each organ should be cle cleaned out during a certain season. Right. And so that whole process is also based on just how the earth is moving, et cetera. And this is the stuff that we really need to be knowing. After all, it's the vehicle we're living in. It's right. the real house. So, but yes, it, it, uh, it starts to come out of the sediment. Because remember, what happens is, and I'll, I'll be brief, when the person's kundalini or the seed of themselves is then stuck in the cossacks or the soul of the feet, what then is on top of it, meaning what has built itself on top of it, is fear. 
all the situations that have occurred that actually become what holds the person back from raising into this higher state of energy and going back to the throne. So anytime that that sediment starts to be moved, it raises those fears and those fears are angers and that anger is fire and that fire is blinding. Wow. You see, notice how when a person gets angry, it, they, after they're done, they're like, man, they don't, when a person's angry, they don't consider that you're, you're maybe their husband or wife and that, you know, you guys have done great things together. They don't consider any of that. It's blinding. So that's why I said they serve a blind God. Remember, right. fire is not air. So why it is, it may be attractive. That's why they say don't get too close to the light or you may get burned. This is what happens in those initiations that you see of uh, those secret societies. And wow. so, you know, another level of knowledge, but hopefully I can come forward Holy at some point crap. again. <laughs> wow, Seven. Uh, yeah, this is one that I think everybody's going to have to uh, definitely download and listen to a couple times because this was just packed full. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so what do you got coming up, Seven? Uh, we got a minute um, and a half Obviously, I, I have a show tomorrow. It's AstroQuest.tv. Um, but I'm moving into some other stuff. I want to really work with uh, the curriculum more and uh, get that tightened down. Obviously, we're really dealing with uh, the body more. I have a good partner of mine from, uh, from True Sparta. And he's in here, and man, we're making the body implode, and we're really just seeing how how much more expansive this thing can really get if you're putting an MBS or a mind-body-soul thing into it. And uh, so that's really what's up on the ground. Obviously, uh, we have a much more many more projects coming in the future, but it's just great to be present and just in the moment and uh, just absorbing that we're here. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but that's a magnificent thing in itself. Uh, Resistance2010.com and For sure, or, or AstroQuest.com. They can they can reach us there. That's a little bit easy to remember, but they okay. go to the same place. Great. Well, yeah. I, want to, I want to thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, this is definitely one I'm going to have to download and listen to over a few times. So, uh, man, thanks everybody for listening.